Girls Aloud faced strong competition last week from Tom Craft, but Scott did not change his series winner. And for Liam, why choose loneliness when you can have five fabulous females for company? Exactly. Welcome to the Naughtiest Naughty Podcast. Scott and Liam here going through every single top 10 single of the Naughty's decade. We are declaring it the best for pop music in a kind of naughty form. Yeah. And we're looking for the biggest and the best one by the time we get through to the end of 2009. Mm. Big, 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 big attempt. Yeah, there is a kind of naughtiness about some of these tracks today. Do you know what? Actually, yeah, there is. And there's some that I didn't think that I knew... And it's hard to get me sucked into one that I don't know, mm. really. And um, I really enjoyed one that I didn't think that I knew. Check mm. me out. I thought the same. My laptop's just turned on. <laughs> oh, hey, Can't really do notes for a podcast without a laptop. I'm kind of, I know you've got paper notes, but you're... Oh, I'm old school. school. Yeah, yeah. I'm not like copying and pasting things, you know, I do write notes. Oh, you're very good at your writing notes. Yeah, yeah, sure. My notes are much thinner than yours, but then I I remember being there for the song well, sometimes. It. I need to research and write stuff because I wasn't... Re- well, I was there, I was seven... But you were, what, like 18, 19 at this point? Futures. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've got, mem- you got memories. Yeah. Although as, as we're getting older, as I'm getting older, I mean, like, Girls Allowed, No Good Advice. I had this on CD. It's one, it's one, of, the, it's one of the first singles I know I definitely had. Oh, wow. Yeah. I had little stickers on it as well. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, I wish I'd have paid attention to it more at the time. Uh, we'll get into it there's no need to dilly dally great coming up on today's episode Justin Timberlake continues to make lemonade with Michael Jackson's lemons tattoo double down on their lesbian love and Lisa Scott Lee invades the crowded dance floor diva scene Mm, plus Sean (laughs) I forgot I wrote that plus Sean Paul gives us the clap with his breakout hit (laughs) Stereophonics turn up to 11 and Girls Aloud release a follow up single that's so good it won them 20 quid but first This is the week of the 18th of May 2003. Album chart, Justin Timberlake, Justified, number one. We've got a Justin single coming very, very shortly. Uh, Not in the top ten this week, a track from Bone Thugs and Harmony, who we spoke about uh, ages ago because they did Crossroads originally. Oh, yeah. Blazing Squad covered Mm -hmm. brilliantly. Uh, The the two actually aren't that different, really. It's just that Blazing Squad are largely all white. And oh, yeah. probably middle class. Oh, yeah. And probably like industry babies. Uh, this, this track's interesting. It's called Home and it features Phil Collins. Now, there's a weird thing in hip hop. We did, we did a, a Phil Collins cover. It was Brandy and Ray J yeah, a couple did. of years ago. Think twice. And it was an album of like Phil Collins covers yeah. by the American hip hop community. And this is another use of Phil Collins in hip hop. For some reason, he's like lauded and loved <laughs> uh, more by the American hip hop scene than like us here in Britain who all think he's a bit of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no opinion. I don't know anything about him really, but uh, yeah, interesting that Phil Collins keeps making an appearance. We mentioned Sting last week. He got like a, a UK number one in the R&B charts. Yeah. And here's Phil Collins at 19 in the UK top 40. Oh, what a time. With Bone Thugs and Harmony. Who would have thought? Uh, also this week was Eurovision. Hooray. It was Eurovision 2003. Does that ring any bells? No, not at all. It will in a sec. Uh, It took place in Latvia. It featured the 2022 winners Ukraine for the very first time, so good for them. Russia were represented by Tattoo. Oh, were they? We'll get to very soon. They came third. The winners were Turkey. It was Sir Tab Erina's Every Day That I Can. Every Way That I Can. 
167 points, a stark contrast to the United Kingdom, who famously got nil point. Uh, this was the year of... Was this the first one? This was Gemini. This was Gemini, got uh, no points. Uh, it's gone down as one of the worst performances, not just in British Eurovision history, but also like the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were off key. Some say that was because of a, a technical fault on the backing track, although Terry Wogan thinks they got ne- uh, zero because of Iraq, basically, and everyone hates us. Yes, that's why. And that's kind of followed. That's since- not actually true. So there's a, my, my mate James <laughs> does a full actual podcast on how the scoring's always yeah. work. If you cannot do a live vocal, a really flawless live vocal, you will not win Eurovision. Yeah. And that's exactly why they chose Sam Ryder. We had a second person who's very famous that was going to do it, mm. and they couldn't sing as well live. Oh, really? Yes, a very, very famous person. Ooh. Particularly pam- famous because of a series they were in across 2022 that made them extra famous. Oh. Mm-hmm. And they... Couldn't... They couldn't, pull it off. they couldn't do the live situation. We could have done well, mm. but not but as not, well as with Sam. Yeah, Sam ticks a lot of the boxes. Sam was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was so good. Uh, Cry Baby was a 15 in the UK charts, but they didn't get a single point in Eurovision, and it's it's a real stain. Uh, it isn't the only time they've got zero points, was it? Because uh, James Newman got zero last year with Embers, yeah. but he loved his life, didn't he? Like, he, was, he was getting pissed in the green room. Yeah. The camera kept cutting to him, and he was just loving his life. Um, yeah, good on good on Britain. We always we always make uh, you know a good thing out of a bad thing. But that comment from Terry Wogan literally spiraled a whole thing as if it's political. It oh isn't yeah, political. Every year we always go like, ah, oh, it's typical. They hate us. Yeah, yeah. It's nothing to do with it. It is not even a factor in it. Mm. Not at all. I need to check out James's podcast it's called Euro Trip, isn't it? Yeah, he did a full. Uh, yes, it's the biggest. It's the world's biggest Eurovision podcast after the official Eurovision podcast. Mad. And they trust him and they let him in, but he knows. So he actually took them on the northeast tour around Newcastle yes, I saw that. for the decision making and um, it was fantastic hearing what they had to had to kind of do to so it was his yeah. fault the northeast didn't win no, I'm, kidding, was, I'm kidding I'm kidding it was utility arena's roof wasn't strong enough to hold really? the lights and the speakers and stuff that it needed oh, um, and it didn't look the part um, mm. and Liverpool's could do more and they had more flexible outside spaces for things that are going to pop up and are going to happen mm. like fan villages and stuff um, whereas Exhibition Park in Newcastle couldn't pull it all off well, it'll be 20 years for Gemini next year. So, And I know that we're going to do things kind of Ukrainian-themed because they actually did win, just they can't host it because of what's yeah. going on. But maybe Gemini, maybe it's uh, time to come back. Ret- retribution for <laughs> don't Gemini. Don't do it to people. We're seven minutes deep. Don't do it. Yeah, okay. Uh, de facto number one this week because you know what is number one. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. This definitely Of all the de facto number ones... You have to say this should have been a number one, especially because the man who was number one should have been in prison at this yes. point. Yeah. And any other given week, this would have been a number one. Absolutely. This is the long-awaited, and it is long-awaited. We're in May, and it's taken a long time for the second single, but there's reasons for that. This is the return of our current series winner, Girls Allowed. The song is called No Good Advice. This is the second single from the debut album, Sound of the Underground. And yes, there was a five-month wait to release it. Details, Liam? Mm. Mm. Uh, they didn't like it. 
they didn't like the song. No. Uh, it was written by Brian Higgins and Miranda Cooper, who were both from Xenomania originally. Uh, although, actually, they got help on the final thing with Lenny from Aqua. She co-wrote mm-hmm. this, which is pretty nuts. So they, they had this track that they made when they were a band in the 90s. They took it to Girls Aloud. They didn't really like it. They said it wasn't our sound. And um, Brian Higgins of Xenomania was like, well, what do you mean your sound? You only had one song out. Like, how can you really say one? How can you really say your sound mm-hmm. when you're not even a thing yet? So they spoke through it and they went away and talked about it. And they came back, they made it, and it established this kind of trust that obviously then led to a long successful career yeah. of, the, the, of Girls Aloud and Xenomania, this powerhouse of guitar-driven pop music. Yeah. This is my favourite Girls Aloud song. I don't know if you know that. Oh. Do you know that? It doesn't mean it's the naughtiest naughty. No, I know. It is my favourite Girls Aloud track and has been for years. And um, one of my favourite things about this is that they all sing in the same key, mm. which makes it sound like... I, my head goes to St Trinian's, but it sounds like a... a a school choir of girls shouting a song there's something really yes. powerful and shouty about there's it there's kind of a ladder quality isn't there absolutely like ladder, ladder culture was kind of big around this time and yeah this is a real kind of mainstream chart example of how that culture can translate yeah and I, I find that this is one of my warm up songs that I sing before going to radio studios mm. because it's really good and like if you can get that because it starts it starts powerful uh, Daddy told me you just if you can get that note correct, mm. it honestly changes your voice for the rest of the day. There's wow. no faffing around in getting to it. If this is the first one that comes out in my shuffle, it completely changes mm. my day. But it, like, it's a really good warm up because it's not too, it's not too childish. But dee 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 dee, it's like really good for playing with your voice. So it's a it's a great warm up song. But I think this was fierce, a great follow up, yeah. and they really could have just gone in with a ballad and yeah. they didn't. No, they didn't. Perfect call. We'll do One True Voice, the second single in a few weeks. I've been looking at what's coming up. I mean, like, you know, their career was already up in flames by this point, but Girls Aloud, you know, second single in, and they've really established very quickly a brand, like a sort of a bad girl brand, yeah. kind of untouchable. They're kind of so hot right now, you wouldn't even want to... Like, you know, if you're, in a, if you're in like a bar or like a, a club and you saw them there, they'd be almost like Sandy in Greece, kind of in the leather pants and the cigarette. Yeah. And you kind of like wouldn't really know what to go and say, would you? I'd be too scared to go and talk to them. I'd be kind of like, no. I'm, scared, I'm, I'm too scared to talk to girls anyway. But, um, <laughs> but especially these lot, I think there's kind of like major kind of dom, you know, kind of like sort of uh, dominatrix kind there of is, vibes. And you know what I think, you know, sometimes because like being Northern Irish, I feel like sometimes to people, Northern Irish people can seem scary. So I think maybe Nadine looked like you wouldn't mess with her, but actually in Northern Ireland, you'd be like, oh, she's lovely. Yeah. Cheryl was terrifying. Yeah. For years, well, yeah, she's. Yeah. Uh, Sarah was quite scary. Mm. Kimberly was like what I considered the nice one, and I, I like fancied Kimberly at this point. And Nicola was just adorable. Yeah, so but yeah. they all look a bit edgy here, don't they? They, they all, do. They all look a bit. You know, it's very snarly. There's not a lot. Of, well, there's no smiling. There's no smiling at all. No. Um, and I think that's what's really special about it is it's just it's just jam packed with attitude the whole way through. Mm. And it's just I think they've just played this one really really well. I remember though watching something from Girls Loud years ago saying that they hated making the video for it and they thought the video was pants mm. and then when I've kind of googled it I couldn't find anything today mm. um, but I can just remember that like Cheryl's the one that like you know um, Pussycat Dolls you, you were kind of led to believe that Nicole Scherzinger was this like filthy badass girl mm. who's all like don't you wish you kind of a thing and she's just not if anything she's properly really spiritual and religious mm. and probably frigid 
but completely made her money off looking like she was a bad girl that was kind of wild and there was nothing wild about her whereas Cheryl runs her fingers through her hair and you're like yeah bad girl she'd chin you yeah. um, you kind of get the vibe <laughs> the whole way through it and then like clear as day there's one writhing around inside the car looking yeah. all sexy and of yeah. course it's Cheryl who's probably been down the big market and had a couple of you know, yeah. rives in the car down there just... and cut right <laughs> and cut Good, good work, girls. Cheryl, you can stop. You can stop in the car. You can come yeah, out the car now. You yeah, can't stop. I just love him so much. Oh, he's lush. <laughs> <laughs> the guitar riff. Obviously, they had the amazing. Oh. They had the amazing guitar riff in um, yep. Sound Underground with the, the kind of surf guitar. Mm-hmm. This has an amazing guitar riff, and you can see the guitar players in the video down now, 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 The tambourines, which is like. A, a brilliant part of the song anyway but like the fact that in the video they're all shaking tambourines I'd never heard the tambourines in the song until today yeah it's not so strange I know. But, and because they don't shake the tambourines in time with what's happening in the song no. they just have tambourines just have tambourines but yeah I remember then the video kind of came screaming back to us I really do like the video I know they don't like it and it, the whole notion of green screen is probably strange to them because I think we've discussed this before by this point in my head the best green screen had probably been two become one with Spice mm. Girls and it was weird because nobody really understood how oh there's a deer standing in front of her but then part of it looks like it's behind her nobody really understood that mm. so yeah a green screen kind of thing must have been pretty strange for them in many respects at this but point but it turned out so well yeah I've got it down as an intro just simply for that guitar but yeah. this is like proper Xenomania gold it really is I just you know imagine if you know because they had the conversation between themselves like you know we're going to take this song or we're going to go elsewhere you know mm. if they'd if they'd decided in that moment no thanks well you can imagine though <laughs> can't you because if you think about it Jerry was probably their coach yeah from a TV programme and mm-hmm. Jerry's probably like do not take no for an answer you decide what you do this is what we did we sacked Simon Fuller all of that crack which is which is like it's, a, you know, it's good yeah. to be forth, forthright and, and headstrong they've, yeah, but, and they've stood down but and had the conversation yeah I'm glad they came to the senses because could have oh, been yeah, it could have been. That could have been it. We could be talking about one true voice in this podcast way yeah. more than what we needed to It do. could have been Girls Aloud, Shakespeare's Way with Words, which is actually a real song coming up, by the way, bloody hell. Oh, well. It's so, so good. It's got the kind of the, both in the song and the video, the kind of high-tech futurism that we haven't really seen since Kylie can't get out of my head. Oh, yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Just just feels, doesn't feel 2003. It feels like 2033. <laughs> I, at least I hope so. I mentioned the 20 quid thing before. It's because they won the inaugural... 2003 Pop Justice £20 Music Prize which is a thing every year that Peter Robinson who does Pop Justice he assembles a bunch of music critics in a pub and they all discuss what's the best pop song of the year they have a finalist of about 10 and they whittle it down to the one through a series of debates and this was the first ever winner Girls Aloud unsurprisingly uh, are the most featured artist in the history of the competition nominated 8 times and have won 5 oh really wow this, 2003, uh, Wake Me Up at 2005. Biology, 2006. Call the Shots, 2008. That's great. Promise 2009. I'm saying it now. It will be a Girls Aloud song that wins the podcast for what, at least one of us. Do you think? Just l- l- look what I've just Based read out that, there. I suppose, yeah. There's just so many of them. It's like, yeah. how do you pick? But I, can you see Sound of the Underground beating any of those? I know the Promise won awards and stuff finally at one of Brit, didn't it? But... 
Mm. Is it better? Mm. Nobody was doing that, was it? Like no, no one was doing that at the time, and it was just like, no. Like, when we get to 2009, we'll 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 be in a place where we'll go bloody hell. Actually, I remember having a debate with somebody because some I was like at the time being like, this is a great song when I worked at Sage, and somebody was like, it doesn't even make sense, and we're like, what doesn't make sense? And she's like, what the hell does walking Primrose mean? And I was like, <laughs> I think it means Primrose Hill in London. Yeah, and they were like, oh, mm. okay, it does make sense then. Yeah. yeah, maybe it's good. So that's, your, that that's, like, that's your one concern addressed. We'll yeah. just call it the banger it is. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and one other thing, a YouTube comment from Anna Elizabeth, uh, who said they heard it for the first time in years, playing in a shop and forgot how brilliant it was. And they mentioned the synths, and it's easy to forget about the synths because obviously there's so much kind of, of their vo- vocals layered in mm-hmm. there. It's obviously a very guitar-based thing, but if you do listen carefully and just tune in to hear the synth, and this is a really good point from her, this kind of early 80s visage, uh, orchestral <laughs> manoeuvres yeah. in the dark, and actually some of that synth is very Enola Gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. there's, you get that though with Girls Aloud. I think you get... So this sounds different like it just doesn't sound like a pop track I think it sounds really specialist and I think you get different layers and stuff to their tracks that you know they mightn't even have been that diverse in terms of what they know music wise mm. at this point and mightn't have understood that actually yeah you've got like elements of 80s in here and really strong 90s productions too they mightn't have realised how good it was mm. but like yeah. now in reflection it's t- t- I'm going to say it now though it's such a good week for me that there's not even a guarantee that that is the winner this week we've both been glowing about it yeah it's not a guarantee mm-hmm. it's not a sure 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 Me. sure thing Girls Aloud versus Lisa Scott Lee all the way it really <laughs> well, I, I mean, you joke Maybe, but you I know. don't uh, number four this week or de facto number three uh, comes from Sean DePaul it's not actually called Sean DePaul um, although maybe the D stands for Dutty because the album's Might called be. Dutty Rock, Sean Dutty Paul. Uh, the track is massive. Number four here, number one on the billboard for three weeks. This is Get Busy. Sexy ladies want power with us. You know the car with us, them not war with us. You know the club, them want flex with us. To get next to us, them not vex with us. From the day my band tight, night my flame. Girl, I call my name and it is my fame. It's a good girl, turn me on till I earn them on. Let's get it on, let's get it on till I earn them I've got this down as an intro juice and uh, today was the day I discovered it does it says Jodie and Rebecca not Jordy and Rebecca (laughs) Jordy and Rebecca yeah that thing like that thing uh, yeah, Jodie and Rebecca. This is a, a kind of everyone's wondering who are Jodie and Rebecca. I think he's done a lot of interviews, and I think if we interviewed him, we wouldn't ask him this because he's been asked it so many times. But I'll mention it here anyway. Jodie's his wife. She's okay. a TV presenter. Oh, Canna, because shake that Canna Canna. Canna was in the car with Jodie at the same time when Sean was on the phone with Jodie on the way to the studio, and. Jodie just said, put our names in the song. All right, okay. And they got, they got incorporated in. Other names in there, Annabella, Donna, and Rebecca, are just there because they rhyme. They're not actually real people. I hadn't realised that they were all in it. I've, I've liked the song for years. I never yeah. really heard the lyrics. Donna, Donna. Jodie and yeah. Rebecca. I love, but like later in the song, he does a repeat of that. But he goes like, the one they call Jodie and the other one, Rebecca. Like it's kind of an expanded <laughs> way of doing it. Shake that thing, Miss Donna, Donna, yo, Miss Jodie and the one named Rebecca, yo. He's just, a, he's just, he's got away with words. This is essentially a song about shaking your ass, but he's included the words percolate and oscillate. 
interest and spin I mean, while you make a cup of coffee. Yeah. He, he, it shouldn't surprise you, therefore. He's actually got quite a middle-class upbringing, I didn't realise. Well, if he knew what a percolator was, of course he's had like yeah. his coffee brought to him in the morning. I was reading it because there's an article literally published this week by Stereogum, um, who wrote about this because it was such a big number one. And um, they said that this was written with American audiences in mind. Because to this point, he's had Give Me the Light, which was his kind of big weed smoking anthem that was very, very Jamaican, very, very patois. And probably a bit weird to white American audiences, mm-hmm. like white English audiences. This is kind of much more with American audiences in mind. Words like jiggy, crunked yep. up, yep. are in there. And they mentioned that the fact that like, you know dance hall has been around, but the big hits in America to this point have been novelty or perceived as novelty, like Shaggy, uh, Snow Informer, mm-hmm. uh, Here Comes a Hot Stepper. Yeah. Where's this? Credible. It's a it cre- it's a credible party you know what, jam. It got me. I loved it. Whenever I listened back to it, I was like, ah, yeah. Immediately took me to Armani's in mm. Northern Ireland, shaking booties and like this was the back to the whole. Don't hold a drink in case something like this song comes on and mm. hands need to be on someone's hips. And it, it was like it was a real hot vibe at the time. I never understood what it was going on about. I never really understood it, but it was a vibe. And on reflection, I, like I do enjoy the lyrics. I think it's it's thin, you know, on depth. But I like the lyrics of it for what it is. Yeah. It's just a vibe. We're not after Shakespeare. No, not at this point. It's funny, though, because I was reading in that same article, he was saying that Sean wanted to make songs that address social issues, but because he was middle class, nobody really took him seriously and thought he was just kind of like, you know, flirting with it to, you know, kind of what people might say now is like, what's the uh, virtue signaling? Okay. That kind of bullshit, which isn't really a thing. So he made party jams instead. So it's interesting. But he's got, again, to use some pretty big words in there, uh, percolate the definition. I I looked at the definition because I know know what it means. I know like a percolated coffee thing. Spread gradually through an area or group of people, Mm -hmm. which is, yeah, yeah, makes sense. Let's percolate. Uh, Oscillate move or swing back and forth in a regular rhythm. Well, Kylie's song was almost called Oscillating Around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oscillating around. Yeah. Get out me way. Get out me way, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's got a real way with words. This is a different kind of track to Give Me The Light. You know, that was very much a weed song. This one's all alcoholic beverages. Oh, oh I yeah. can taste the reef. I was going to say, I was going to ask you what sort of beverage does it conjure up. It's one that you wouldn't want to have in your hand if it came on. No. But, you know, if you'd just heard it and you'd, you know, something shit come on, what are you ordering? Well, this is Reef and Chartreuse shots where you have the shot of Chartreuse we've discussed before and mm. then you down the bottle of Reef with a straw in it so it just throws down your throat nice. and you've nothing in your hands. But there's a good chance that this rolled into university because it probably got played when I was at uni which would have been Cherry Brandy and Coke. Cherry Brandy? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, maybe it, it was nice? a barman. Well, maybe it was a barman and I said, uh, what drinks have you got that nobody's ever drank before? And he went, we've got this bottle of cherry brandy. And then I drank the cherry brandy and then had another one and then kept insisting people taste it. And then it became a special at the SU. Oh, wow. Yeah, because it became such a massive, massive Did you get drink. commission? No, I didn't. Mm. Lee Newell, I want all my money back. <laughs> didn't get commission, just got absolutely hammered. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a thing you'll notice in there, which is the hand claps. Yeah. That's called the Diwali rhythm. Yes. It's the first time we've come across it on the podcast, but it's by no means the last. Uh, it was made by Stephen Lenky Marsden uh, about five years ago and there was an album that came out called like, the Diwali album which had all these songs on that had the hand claps in this wasn't on it I think because the song took a bit too long to make from what I gather but other songs that have the same hand claps Wayne Wonder No Letting Go I love that tune too we've got it coming soon Rihanna, Ponder Replay. Love that chance. She'll come in a few years' time. Lumidy, Never Leave You, which is coming in a few years. uh, Uh Coming in a few weeks' time. 
it's still being used in pop music now. As recently as like three years ago, uh, Charlie XCX used it on Blame It On Your Love with Lizzo. Hey, listen. Same hand claps, but it's a real, it's a, it's a massive, massive deal. And it actually does a lot of these kind of hand clap rhythms that will come across on the podcast in the years to come uh, as dancehall kind of really establishes itself as a mainstream mm-hmm. genre on our shows. And I think like the fact that, you know, even when I was a student eight years ago, fuck, it was a big student night anthem. And oh, I imagine it? it probably still is. Oh, and I hope it still is because yeah. it's such a jam. Number six in the UK, de facto number five. Only the top ten for one week. It's the only top ten for Lisa Scott Lee. And we'll talk about why it's only top ten very soon. Uh, it's called Lately. This is the debut solo single. Um, I don't have an album. Did we get an album? Do you have any album details? An album was supposed to be released in 2003, uh, but this didn't perform and okay. she got dropped. Although an album came out in 2007, which had this on it called Never or Now. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't think I remembered it and it struck a chord when it got to the chorus. Mm. And then as I listened to it, I fell more and more in love with it. What's really strange about this is this was actually really ahead of its time so this is kind of a what you'd probably consider a 2004 2005 funky house banger yeah and she was going first and at the time you wouldn't really have realized production wise what she's actually done so lots of it reeks of dave lee saturday night takeaway vibes imagine takaboom's voice on it and you mm-hmm. can kind of feel words i just can't wait for saturday yeah it's that and it's not that it needed a Takaboom vocal or anything on it. It was just really surprising. I don't know how I've completely escaped this. Have you ever heard of the notion? This was a, this was a this was a marketing notion back in like probably in this era actually, where it was gays, girls, guys. Okay. So to get something to guys that they won't like straight away, you infiltrate the gays, and that'll infiltrate the girls. And once the girls have done it, men do what they're told. So then you get your product to your men that way. Uh. This clear as day reeks of early funky house being infiltrated through LGBT. Q plus dance floors mm. and she was just too she was too fast to the party do you want to do you want to comment that kind of validates what you've just said uh, yeah hit me this is from Gaz Bristol he says it reminds me of the early 2000s I was a young squaddy but this song and Sarah Watmore when I lost you were my guilty pleasures mm. not that I told the lads that well mm-hmm. you should have Gaz you should have told them you should have told them yeah. this, you could have saved Lisa Scott Lee's career although she's doing fine now she's you know steps back she lives in Dubai yeah. So she's doing all right, isn't she? But um, yeah, it, this this song I didn't remember it, which is mad because I definitely should have. Mm-hmm. Would have almost certainly been on the now compilations that I bought. You'd like you you must think, but maybe it was too ahead of its time for me at seven year old. Yeah, maybe. You know, it wasn't steps. I'm still in the steps phase. I'm still good at steps broke up in yeah. 2003. There was a smaller issue that I think might have caused the problem. This is the point where people are being forced to sing live. And she did, at the time, two live performances, one of which was Top of the Pops. And I think the debut could have been on Top of the Pops. And she sang it completely live. Mm. And it wasn't that bad. There's there's weak parts in the middle of her sentences, but the bits that she needs to hit, mm. she hits. But yeah, it probably needed to not be a live vocal performance of the first one or a pre-recorded backing track where she has sung, sung it live and it's been tweaked. Um, but I think, she, I think she actually sings directly into that microphone and you hear every little flake and it's not bad like mm. as in I was sitting thinking she'd be really interesting to go on the masked singer yeah I don't totally. think anybody would suspect her yeah and she can pull it off you know she was mm. she was decent I didn't know this at all 
but now it's one of them ones a bit like Sarah Watmore that's going to be like it's going to be a mainstay for me well I've I have to figure out whether I think that this should go into Dance Revolution as a radio station. Well, I was location. thinking that it's it's a very, it's a very good pop dance tune. It's really good. It is um, really really good. It actually it put me in mind of things like you know Stonebridge kind of sound, Head Candy. Uh, that so this that is kind it. of sound. This is Head Candy before Head Candy. That's if you know what Head Candy is. It was this massive massive record label slash movement and this was pre-head candy so i've just put my, my, my final comment on the pages i like it it's too specialist too soon which is a great thing for her it yeah. just didn't help her career no but i think she should be really proud of that one it's a really good tune she's kind of in the De- danny minogue kind of area the kind of sarah yeah. what more thing i actually both of them could have been really interesting yeah yeah obviously danny 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 had badass vibes lisa didn't have badass vibes no. so i think danny kind of but this this exceeded a bit more could they have pushed the bad girl vibes with her further to kind of really push the narrative of like you know good good girl gone bad like steps girl gone bad? No, because no. there was there was too much actual formal bad people in that breakup, mm. and there was you, you didn't need a fake bad one. Yeah, you needed the other well, crap in that band at the time to get sorted out. I feel like H and Claire tried to kind of go with like sort of bad moody vibes. You know, their first single DJ. Yeah. They went for the whole kind of like sitting in a club looking sad. No. And it just didn't really fit, did it? No, because they had a big drama going on about how they were actually bad people for yeah. what they'd done. You people know, hate was, them anyway, yeah. 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 Whereas I like I think Lisa it was it was difficult because Lisa was the least prominent of the three females a yeah, lot of this the time. Is, this is the most we've heard Lisa continuously yeah. ever. Have we done any Lisa tracks at all? This is the only one. Because she did do what was the um she did one she did a dance track and I remember her saying she would quit i remember being on the tv at the time saying well, she would quit this. music if she didn't get to the top 10 or top five with the yeah. track this and was it was a decent 2005. track as well what, do you remember the track? the track was called electric so she had a tv show called totally scott lee it was on mtv fly on the wall reality tv thing and she said if she didn't get a top 10 single was electric she'd quit the music business yeah and uh, she got a 13 and she yeah. did have to quit the business and she, she did dance on a nice a few years later and said yeah i totally regret saying the thing about quitting the business like she kind of you know they called yeah. her they called her bluff and she, she had another she lost. one though that was really good um and she had, it had like a male voice in it. It's as if she had like, it was a two-parter. I can't remember who it was with. She has a Victoria Beckham vibe one, you know, like yeah. a, a Victoria Beckham and Dame Byers kind of one. She has one like that, which is quite good. I can hear the tune of it. And it's got some guy with a robotic voice in the back of it. It's going to annoy me. Sorry, we'll mm. just have to move on because I'm just going to lose my shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought during there, actually, you know, the opening guitar, the, the, the sort of bass that goes through it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole thing's got lovely instruments in it, but like the bass particularly, it reminds me of Dua Lipa, Hallucinate. Yeah. From a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it just shows that the production techniques are still being used. Yeah. And the sound, yeah, probably was ahead of its Thank time. You. If she'd come out in 2005 with this, do you reckon she might have had a better chance? Or would it have been too far from steps? Or it I was don't know? all too... It was, it's all the, the tune. They, like, you could have given this to somebody else at this point. Could you give it to Kylie? Yeah, I... Mm-hmm. You could have given it to Kylie and it, and it would have been a number one. It she was, sounds a bit like Kylie in some parts. Yeah. She it's, hit some pretty it's high just notes. Just too close to steps. Yeah. And PR wise, you know, that was a that was a really difficult fallout for them. You know, it was really it was just bad on everybody's brand. Yeah. Like I think, you know, Faye just went quiet, didn't she? She had a, she had a thing with uh opera singer, didn't she? Oh yeah. Russell somebody. Russell, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Russell Watson. Watson. Yeah. So she did a different thing. We we never see Lee do anything solo. 
but obviously we see steps get back together in like nine years yeah. from now so all's well that ends well actually she performed that track as part of a medley on the 2012 reunion tour she did like a solo medley oh. and she played a bit of that in there so it's it's lived a bit of a life i'm sure it's like a, a good one amongst the steps fans and it's going to be a good one amongst me because mm-hmm. i really like it really <laughs> like it speaking of really like here's the thing i really don't like or do i maybe i've changed or maybe i haven't <laughs> it's uh, a new one from bon jovi <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's a number nine de facto a number eight but actually you know what you can have a number nine Uh, this is uh, all about loving you every time I look at you baby I see something new it takes me higher than before it makes me want you more I don't want to sleep tonight dream is just a waste of time and I look at what This is the fourth single from the band's eighth studio album called Bounce. You never thought Bon Jovi would have an album called Bounce. Sounds like Blackout Crew's album. And uh, I thought from the first few notes that I recognised it, and then it turned out that when it pressed play, it was a Grammarly advert, and it wasn't actually. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't recognise it at all. You mean he didn't recognise this song? It sounds like every other song. Well, that's it's what so it, yeah, I couldn't differentiate it between anything. I, like, I literally, I don't want to spend much time in this. Did nothing yeah. for me, to be honest. Totally nice for Bon Jovi. Instrumentally fine. Really nice light strings and piano. That's kind of it. Yeah. Was it a few weeks ago you said about a song you were, you were forgetting it as you were listening to it? That, so I almost wrote that was down. totally me with this. I almost wrote down. I will forget this by the time you record this. And then mm. I thought I've said that. That's, yeah. that's been and gone. But yeah, that I can't remember it at all. And all I can remember is the music video of a man falling <gasps> from a skyscraper. Let's talk and about the video. I yeah. thought it's just so distasteful. It's horrible. I, honestly, I could I could totally say nothing about the song. I could say nothing and just talk about the video because it's like so context. It's a continuation of a story that started in the. There's a video before this for a track called Misunderstood, which we didn't get in the UK, or at least not in the top 10, it was 21. The guy, Jack, is caught in bed with another woman, and he has to tell his girlfriend, Jill, I get it, Jack and Jill, the far-fetched explanation as to what happened. So the video starts with this one. The guy is on a tall building, his girlfriend's at the bottom, and he throws himself off the building. Mm -hmm. And you spend the video watching the two of them kind of relive their relationship through kind of flashback. And you get to see how nice it all was. And all this time, he's you know surging towards the ground, unrealistically fast, given it's a three-minute song, only for him to pull a parachute, which says, will you marry me? And then she and all this crowd around are kind of applauding. And she has this face of kind of like, oh, you, what are you like? I didn't get that far into the video. That's, <laughs> did you not? No, I don't think so. I didn't get to that point. I got to a point where I saw her painting his toenails. And I was like, oh, for God's sake, I'm out. <laughs> Fuck this! Uh-huh. Can't paint your toenails. Like paint his uh, little walnut baby toe. <laughs> no, yes. Yeah, so, so he, he he looks like he's going to throw himself off a building, and like you know, all the acting at that point is him going like, "Oh, I'm so distressed. I'm so upset." Does that? Then parachutes. Will you marry me? And they're all like, "Ah!" Feels a bit gaslighty. It's totally like emotionally mm. psychotic. That is, yeah. It's not romantic in the slightest. No. And for that reason, it gets a, a zero out of ten for me. Bye. Yeah. Although I will say that Bon Jovi's never looked more like Sinead Quinn than ever before. I kept looking at him thinking he looked like um, Grace and Frankie. Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda. Wow. Um, it looked like at one point in the video, out of the corner of my eye, I was like, God, if Jane Fonda really went to town and really unwrinkled, 
obviously Jane's <laughs> had some work done anyway but like Jane looks amazing I'm sure but John has as imagine well imagine you removed it all well because yeah. it was it was actually looking at it was very strange because it cut to like gritty little cuts of this guy falling off the skyscraper with effects and stuff then it would cut down to hit ba- back to Bon Jovi's face mm. and it was clearly flawless like if you've never seen more flawless makeup mm-hmm. if you could have chucked a filter on something back then that's what the look of his face was it was 2003 filters before filters existed mm. anyway let's move on sorry fuck Bon Jovi yeah. anyway um, in a week that I otherwise really like I guess we needed some Bon Jovi to kind of light the shade yeah to sort of shade the light yeah. you know what I mean yeah three, three out of four isn't bad yeah uh, we commenced on 25th of May 2003. Justin Timberlake still riding high at number one in the album chart. He's going to get a de facto number one in a second, Scott, so that's good for him. <laughs> uh, a couple of tracks not on the top 10, a 17 that was seen as a disappointment for Sonique, because she's back with like a new album. Oh. And like a few years ago, she was like one of the biggest names mm-hmm. around. This new track, Can't Make Up My Mind, 17. <laughs> No, well, no. there you go. It shows, doesn't it? And number 80, a track that got me banned from watching music channels that we'll talk about in a few weeks' time. It's Benny Benassi at 80 with Satisfaction. Dirty Bastards. Dirty Bastards. It is a really dirty video. I was reading about, about it today and I didn't realise. I knew there'd be models. But like the actual porn stars, some of them as well. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, have we discussed this video before where I mentioned Steve Jones? No. I remember watching a TV program where Steve Jones, it might have been, it wasn't a T4 kind of program. It was Steve Jones was a guest and there was a, it was something like GMTV or whatever where they bring out some models. It might have been this morning, you know, where they bring out somebody like, today she's wearing this floaty dress from Bon Marche and it's twelve ninety nine, mm. um, paired with shoes from whenever. This girl came out and did this thing and Steve Jones runs in and intercepts the section and goes, I know you. I recognise you. Why do I know you? You were using the Kangol drill in <laughs> Belly Banassi's satisfaction. And um, he like totally like hijacks the whole segment oh for that for that moment, which is quite funny. Mm. Unless I've dreamt that, but I do think that was real. I could I could imagine you dreaming that weirdly. Yeah, really you could too, done. couldn't you? Did this all happen yesterday? Maybe. Maybe it did. Okay, de facto number one, actually number two, and actually it's it's, it's his third consecutive UK number two. <laughs> Technically four if you count girlfriend with NSYNC as well, which was basically just him, wasn't it? To be honest. Mm-hmm. So he's he's got a, a real history of number twos. Hey, hey, uh, and this is Justin Timberlake with Rock Your Body. the third track off the debut album Justified yep third number two um, and I think this is an awesome third single like, yeah. I really think this this puts him global superstar Doesn't third just, number two yeah introduced as well but definitely global superstar after this point and yeah it's a Michael Jackson thingy yep and fact, have you heard the Mm-hmm. And I'd never noticed the ah before, but he's got the Michael Jackson ah chucked in there too as he performs. It's almost like, you know, these days it was AI, AI and stuff. You could have maybe Michael Jackson recorded it and then said, I don't want it. Mm-hmm. And they just got Justin Timberlake AI 
to do it <laughs> to just replace you know just was busy for whatever reason to yeah. actually make it and they just got an AI to do it because mm-hmm. basically it's still a Michael Jackson song there's still the uh, all that sort of stuff still in there uh, it's 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 still very much a Michael Jackson thing I just want to know why he turned it down because like did he, did he even listen to any of these tracks because everything that he's he's turned away so far that he's, been, that he's chucked out Michael uh, has, has been absolute gold for Justin he probably wasn't happy with them you know really like <sighs> what, you know he just needed his he needed something that connected with him and made him feel like he was doing something different and these probably weren't different enough for Michael he's done has he done Rock Your World he's done Rock Your World yeah, yeah. at this point it's not wild enough mm. it's not a wild enough change uh, and they're great songs they're but, great yeah. songs but no I, I really like this I love the funk in it um, yeah. I would say this funk is way more notable and more commercial than Lisa Scott Lee's. Mm-hmm. This is kind of... I don't think Lisa's needed to be anything else than what it was, but... Um, I wouldn't change a thing th- about it. No, and then... But this is what could have got at number one no matter who did Lisa's song. But mm. um, I always really like this song. I think it's got the breakdown that just reminds me of him being in NSYNC with the beatboxing. Yeah. I love the video aesthetic as well. I This oh, was my... Was so great. I think by this point in his career, this was my favourite song that he'd done. Um, what's what I had to have had Cry Me a River we've had Like I Love You and now this yeah, yeah. that's three amazing top three brilliant songs top hits Who, it? as a record label lets you have three songs that I know. good in one go and I've said it before I know you're not a big fan but like Senorita was also a single that didn't get a top ten it didn't get top ten didn't get top ten. Oh, but it was like a fourth or fifth single from this album which was just full of huge hits yeah but I know all the words to that as well. I know, I know. Jeekers. I was in a bar uh, last summer and it came on and it was like a sort of like the, the, the call response thing of like the bar did it and it was the most yeah. amazing thing ever. Uh, anyway, so yeah, um, background vocalist Vanessa Marquez, she was on the Neptune's label. She's a big part of it. Obviously, Justin is just a charisma machine. Mm-hmm. Like the man's a robot when it comes to, like a, like a, a sexy humanoid robot that no. like actually has feelings and stuff. Or, or, or does he? Because <laughs> after Crime River, we're kind of like, does he have feelings or is he an absolute sociopath? I'm just back to bad teacher. Your jeans feel so good against my jeans. <laughs> it's going to be every Justin Timberlake track because when you say sexy, I just picture him dry humping Cameron Diaz and I'm just in a funny place with him. Good actor, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's another song about ass shaking, essentially, and kind of general sort of hip movement thrusting. I think her bits are more romantic than his bits. You know, because she's talking about like romance. Love is here on the floor. And he's like, going to rock your body. (laughs) 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 Like the bit, you know, there's a bit at the end, which like it sounds, um, (laughs) it only sounds good in his voice. You know, the spoken as it's it's fading off at the end. Uh Are you feeling me? And he's sort of talking like little whispering little things. He, um, it only sounds good when he says it. I've tried saying it to myself today on the metro because I'm weird, and it, uh, it doesn't sound quite the same. So you got like the. Do you know what the, do you know what the words are? Yeah. What are the words? So should I do it in my voice? Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking of you. <laughs> we could do something. <laughs> I like the way you look right now. Come over here, baby. <laughs> That's all the things you say to your kebab on the night out. Are you feeling me? Are you feeling me? Let's do something. Let's do something. Let's make a bet. Let's make a bet? No, it's not the Because I, mm-hmm. I better have you naked by the end of this song. Oh, yes. Okay. Better have you naked. Yeah. But he, says, he says it all and he's kind of like, you know, it, 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 is, is it um, like I love you where he goes, I had a dream. So uh, he just doesn't know this. He, he talks a lot, but he can pull it off because he's got like a sexy dream. voice. You know, I used to dream about this when I was a little boy. 
Never thought it would end up this way. Drums. Oh, yeah. Did. Usually yeah, yeah. This. Yeah, whatever. Um, that's Justin. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's just Justin. Just but like, Justin. It's just Liam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... That, so have that. that even sounds better than, it's just Scott. Yeah, <laughs> it's just Liam. It's Liam. It just works. Um, just Justin. So yeah, he can stick to the pop career stuff and I'll stick to criticising him, basically. I know. Um, you can tell I'm a parent because I can hear, like, trying to get, like, my little boy undressed for bed. I can literally hear myself going... I better have you naked by the end of this song. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to make sure that, like, when I get into that room, he's like ready for his nighttime nappy. By the end of honky tonky wonky donkey wonky tonky wonky donkey. That's a jam. Honky tonky winky wonky donkey. But it does really emphasise the um, the difference between men and women. Like, you know, she's all kind of like, "I love you so much." And he's just like, "I want to fucking rattle your brains out on the yeah. dance floor." No disrespect. That don't mean no harm. Yeah. She's all like talking. He's like talking yeah. about rattling her. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Uh, one of the coolest music videos of this era by far yeah the lights it's annoyingly the, cool isn't it the set the dancing the way the camera moves is cool yeah it's like weirdly low resolution mm-hmm. like i know it's like an old video but like i think it's always been kind of shit quality but on purpose which makes it even cooler like a sort of, like a sort of karaoke bar sort of thing yeah he flies at one point he does yeah he gets saucy with a lady he not does. too porridge but he's he's with he's a lady uh, there's multiple justins at one point all beatboxing and of course there's the mm-hmm. The bit where he fully like, oh, yeah. you know, all that sort of weird beatboxing that isn't in the single, it's just in the, in the video. video. But he's just showing off, isn't he? He's really just a good. fucking show off. He is good. He's very yeah. good, though. He's very, very good. He's radiates superstar. Yeah. I think this is the most superstar he's come across so far. I'm yeah. Je- I'm just jealous. Yeah, just he is. jealous. He really is a superstar here. Actually, speaking of your comment there about you uh, undressing your child, which. You should try it. Stick on Honky Tonky Wonky Donkey and say, Felix, oh, I'm going to have you naked by the end of this song. It's because he reacts to timers. So mm. if I said, can you be, can you come, you get your pyjamas on by the count of 20, you know, he'll do it. But like being like, right, jamma time. No, it's not. Mm. It's like actual, it's actual hell. But um, yeah, the timer. So like, if I can be like, because I tell him to take his own clothes off, going to have you naked by the end of the song. Might work. It's also quite a long song. Like it's nearly five minutes. So oh, yeah. you know, he, he gives the gir- Justin gives the girl a good length of time to really prepare themselves mentally for what happens mm-hmm. next. You know, like so. You know, if this was like a a modern day song, I'm gonna have you naked by the end of this TikTok. <laughs> Whereas at least Justin's like, you got five minutes. You know, take the top and. Whereas for you, like, gonna have you finished by the end of this TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Comments here from Spade of Aces. He says, uh, when I was a toddler, my mom used to sing this to me in the bath, but she'd say, I'm going to wash your body. <laughs> oh, that's a great one. Isn't it good? That's so good. Yeah. And one from James P.S. The only bad thing about this song is that it ends. Oh, do you know what? It is good. Yeah. Actually, I did I did go through the whole thing and the video is longer. Mm-hmm. I, did, yeah, I yeah. did the whole thing today. Pure sucked in. Oh, it's so good, though. Uh, last time we heard from the Stereophonics, uh, Mama told me not to come aside. I realised what a miserable bunch of knobs they are. Like, kind of sarcastic, you know, like, have a nice day, fuck you. But actually, here they are with a track that's not miserable and sarcastic. It's a bit of a rocker. It's called Madame Helga.
is from the fourth studio album You Gotta Go There to Come Back. I have it down as an introduce. Yeah. And I think it sounded familiar in the intro, but then nothing about it came back to me, which I think no. was really odd for this time. I've never I heard it before. Any of it. No. Nice guitar. Yeah. Nice distorted haze. Yeah. I really, really like in the pre-chorus where the backing singers come in. Yeah. I think as they come in, it really brings it to life. They've brought in some gospel here and glam metal. Do you think it sounds like anybody at certain points? Any other bands? Yeah, but I couldn't quite place my finger on it. Um, I have it down as an Oasis tune. Well, oh, so yeah, I have got Oasis here. I've got Rock and Roll Star. Yeah, it's got Rock, I'm and, a rock and Roll, and roll Star. Yeah. Even the way he inflects his last syllable of his words is very mm-hmm. kind of like Rock and Roll Star. Yeah, uh, and he's Welsh, and but like, and, and weirdly, like Oasis is kind of done. Well, not done, done, but they are pretty done by this point. And maybe they've either seen a chance to fill Oasis space. Yeah. Or I like, do a weird tribute act thing to a band that is kind of washed up. <laughs> I don't. Really, I can't decide really, but I, I'm, I'm, I prefer you know rocky, lively songs over their typical miserable sound, as a rule. And they've kind of really embraced that in the video. Big glitzy lights. You know the female backing singers. Happy faces. Yes. Vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's a weird. It's a weird look for them, but I kind of like it. I got really positive the whole way through it, and then I thought to myself at the end, oh, do you really like this? I went, yeah, I do. And I went, but actually, I don't want to ever listen to it again. No, I Not don't. because there's anything wrong with it. I just don't ever want to search it out again. And I swear I have got Stereophonics albums somewhere mm. too. So it's strange that this hasn't really come across it, but I think it like it really ups their stock in my head. Yeah. You know, as a little naughty, naughty stock exchange, I think their stock goes up, but I haven't, it doesn't need to go on a playlist for me. No. I like it more than their older stuff, but it's not saying that much to say that because I wasn't a big fan of the older stuff. Yeah. But we do Dakota in two years' time, which is June. special. Okay, here's a return for Tattoo, who we spoke about at great length where we did the first song, All the Things She Said, mm-hmm. because it was quite controversial. Yeah. This kind of doubles down on the controversy, although, like, I don't find same-sex controversial. What we found controversial was the, like, sort the of... The lies behind it. Well, yeah, the lies and the kind of underage element of it. Yeah. And it's kind of all doubled down on here, isn't it? This is the follow-up. It's called Not Gonna Get Us. This is off the first English language album, 200 kilometers per hour in the wrong lane. The opening has really light prodigy vibes. It's breeze. Straight away. It's breeze. It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was pretty odd because I didn't think that I knew it because I thought, how would I know at number seven from Tattoo if Mm. I don't know a number six from Lisa Scott Lee? And then as soon as it started playing, I started to picture the music video and I looked up at my screen because the video was playing. It's like, Jesus, I used to watch this on repeat. Yeah. It's not so weird. I didn't expect to have it come back. And I'm like, how? This must have been on in the mornings before I went to school or on the evenings because we were in probably in like free view mode. Or if I'm at uni at this point, I could have owned or could have had some music channels, that kind of a thing. Mm. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed this and ended up sucked in by Me it again too. all these years later i like the the growth of the vocal chords i think that it jumps where you don't expect it to jump yeah. so they play with it a little bit i think the dance production is really good i Great. think there's an overall vibe of feeling really tortured and done awesomely yeah um, and i really like it yeah i think as a statement 
about same-sex love in Russia, you know, that shouldn't be ignored, Russia doing this. It's it's a hell of a statement, and it's done in a really interesting way. Like, you know, the, the Eurodance breakbeat kind of sound they've gone for, mm-hmm. which I love anyway. I love this particularly. Like, you know, you could speed this up now and it could be hyperpop. Yeah. I think people wouldn't do it now because it's Russia. Yes. And because actually Julia Volkova of Tattoo campaigned uh, to be an MP for Putin last oh. year using the tagline or the, you know, the political slogan not gonna get they're us. not gonna get Did us they really oh yeah. wow amazing so that's that's not that's not ideal i didn't know that no just... i didn't know that till just now and i'm like ugh. it's just one of them things I, lo- I love both of the songs and it's just something that kind of pulls you back every time isn't it? it's always yeah. a kind of political thing that pulls you back but i do i do i like the kind of desperate kind of scream of just like let us be mm-hmm. it's it's really really well done the way that it kind of gives way to a sort of spare piano section like by the end, before coming back for a big final blast of the chorus, like it really put me in mind of not just the song but the video too of kind of like Japanese cinema. Like just it's, it felt very Japanese. I think I think all the things she said did as well. Yeah, it used to chill me a little bit because there's a bit in it. So it looks like Ice Road Truckers meets the army pretty much, mm. and a really big scary lorry with black smoke flying out of it. But at one point the doors are open and it's driving itself, and they are out of it on top of the back tanker as if it's just about to crash and I remember just he used to just play with my head maybe Tattoo just played with our head maybe people are worried about like chips going into them through COVID, COVID vaccines and actually what's been happened is it's been done through Tattoo <laughs> all them years ago it's messed with our head a little bit what's that film that makes people vomit at the moment oh Terrifier 2 I don't know with a clown yeah maybe I don't know there's something yeah. making people vomit isn't yeah. there so yeah there's hell on interesting I really like it the video just to mention that before we move on I mean it really made me gasp because there's a bit at the end you know when it goes to that spare piano section mm-hmm. you see photos of them when they're younger oh yeah yeah and it's, I guess and, and, and then they get and then it kind of quickly flash cuts to the two of them in the road kind of getting hit by the truck mm-hmm. and it's like obviously that's that's their youth kind of being left behind and they're moving forward and putting the old life to bed yeah. and it just made me gasp I was like fuck that's so like provocative and shocking mm-hmm. uh, and it, it doesn't it doesn't often happen where you know if somebody does something shocking and like more often than not I go like oh bloody hell what are you doing yeah. whereas that really made me kind of grip my arms in my chair and go fuck mm-hmm. shit that's re- like a really powerful bit of art Yeah, I was really kind of provoked by it and that's what that's what they wanted to do mm-hmm. and they've achieved it so well, well done, done. Uh, finally one from Love Inc who this is a confusing timeline shall I hit you with it Hit me. Oh yes, this is the Canadian <laughs> one. Hit me. Yeah. Recorded in 1997, Ooh. released in 1998 in Canada. Uh, they broke up in 2000. Then they had Your Superstar 2002. This came out in 2003. Interesting. It's called Broken Bones. written any notes apart from this reminds me of my mate Craig and was also almost using a joke a few months ago when I was his best man but he just had a hand accident so I thought oh, that yeah. it wasn't really um, appropriate but um, yeah this was this was brilliant because mm-hmm. everybody thinks you're a superstar I play this all of the time still and I really really like this and actually now in reflection the fact that it was recorded so early into the career um, that's like a massive feat for 
production of it yeah, because totally. it's way ahead of its time. People in Eurodance were making some of the noises at this point. Um, but they really broke the mold with this. They did. The the kind of the synthesized bleepy bloops I like to call them. You heard on Robin S. Show Me Love. You also heard it on You're a Superstar. And actually a lot of this sounds quite faithless to me. I heard a lot of like faithless insomnia. Those kind of that era of Faceless was in there mm-hmm. as well. I love their aesthetic, you know, the sort of alien sci-fi thing. I enjoy their yeah. vision. Their vision of the future fascinates me. You know, it seems to mostly contain just like silly hair, uh, <laughs> eccentric makeup and like garish fashion. But I want to be there. I, I, I hope that one day we can make it through to that to that uh, time of life that they, they're in. It's very Red Dwarf, isn't it? It is quite Red Dwarf, actually, mm-hmm. yeah. And actually, the similarity between this and Tattoo... They both sound like music that I listen to now. Like th- this this kind of sound of those bleepy bloops of the kind of synthesized stuff for Tattoo, the breakbeat. You know, it's all come back around again. 20 slash 25 in this case, years later. This sort of stuff is really, really back. And I'd love to see this sort of thing used like as hyperpop or as a remix or just even just this getting spat out on a commercial radio station somewhere or like just on, on your station. Obviously, you play it on your station. Uh, this is brilliant. Really, really good. And number eight in the UK, number four in Scotland, actually outperformed uh, where it's in its native Canada, which is 23. So, wow, what a tune. What a week. What a week. It is a good week. Is that a, is that a four? Mm, Stereophonics. Yeah, it's a three out of four, kind of, for me again. That's, for that week. That's okay. But that's six out of eight. Yeah, great. Six out of mm-hmm. eight. Which, by that logic, have you got six contenders for your pot? This is the part of the show where we pick some contenders uh, for what could be our episode winner. Then we pick what that is, and it goes up against mm. our current series winner, which is Girls Aloud, Sound of the Underground. This week, you've said that this is your favourite Girls Aloud song. Yeah, it is. Is it your favourite song of the week? Hit me with it. It's tough this week. I, I, last week I did a five, didn't I? And I could easily do a six this week, maybe. Oh, this is tough. Oh, this is oh, this is disappointing because things are it's, moving down further than I want them to move down. Remember the week we had Kim Marsh and other stuff. Mm-hmm. Although not to slag Kim Marsh too much because she actually did like one of our posts ah. last week. Love you, Kim. Hello. Have you been watching? Hi. She's on Strictly. I haven't been watching. She's on, no, she's on is she Strictly. good? Uh, she is quite good. She's decent, and I think she's quite popular as well. Oh, very yeah. good. See, words words can't bring you down. As they say, uh-huh. <laughs> nothing we can say can diminish the efforts of Kim Marsh. But you know that week was kind of a bit like. Uh, Mm. Yeah. Whereas this week, there's like four different things that could win. Yeah, there is. Um, and like things that could win the whole thing, possibly, maybe. Am I going to have to do a six? Do a six. Am Go I on. Have to do a six. Do a six. Um, uh, oh, oh, wow, that's going further down than I thought. Jeekers. Um <laughs> No, I can do. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's horrible, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely horrible. I don't even know how many this is, right? And la- no, right, so not not making the cut. Bon Jovi's not making the cut. Stereophonics are not making the cut. And Love Inc's not going to make the cut. Okay. And I can't believe I'm saying that. So, yeah, I know. Right. So, Tattoo, not going to get us, is my... Will that be five? Five, yeah. Number five. Number four, Sean... Paul get busy. Number three, Lisa Scott Lee lately. Number two, Girls Allowed, no good advice. Number three, 
and number one, Justin Timberlake, Rock Your Body. Shit. What about you? What's in your pot and what's going to win? I'm just going to keep saying shit until I can think of what to actually yeah. say. Oh, f- fucking hell. Um, I'm going to go six. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do an order. Okay. I'm just going to do, I'm going to do my uh, content. Honor, on, four honor, or like five honorary mentions and a winner. They're all, they're all going to be contenders. But I'm just, I couldn't possibly put them in an order. Okay, because that, that that doesn't matter really. Ultimately, mm. we we just do an order because you know cause, order will help the vote. Okay, yeah, right, go, right. We can work that out afterwards. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. In the pot, but not winning. Sean Paul get busy. Lisa Scott Lee lately. Tattoo not gonna get us. Loving Broken Bones. Oh my god. Yeah. Which leaves. Oh shit. Second place. Fuck. Second place, Justin Timberlake. Strategy. Yeah. Don't be so quick to It's it, you know it's like it's like if girls allowed is first and it is play a clip. Justin's like one point onest. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. First point onest. Uh huh. Yeah, girls allowed is my winner, but it's like I have had to go strategy this week because. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ah, shit the bed. Right, okay. <clears throat> so, you've not got Girls Aloud versus Girls Aloud, even though no. it's your favourite Girls Aloud song. I know, yeah. Uh-huh. That is. I can, but, but going by your logic of impact and stuff, I can see why you've not mm-hmm. done that. Justin, huge, 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 huge against Girls Aloud. Huge, huge, huge. Which is the hugest or naughtiest, as it were. Drone. Well, this is where the word naughty actually comes in handy, mm. because Girls Aloud is naughtier. For me, do you think? Because it's chantier, it's feminine, it's powerful. His is actually a little bit a woman saying, "Let's take it slow," and he's like, "I'm gonna rock you." you know, so <laughs> it's, 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 it is a bit it's odd, graphic, actually. Isn't it? I'm gonna rock your body. Yeah. So there is there is a, an element of that where he is just being a bit obsessive towards this mm. woman, which I've never noticed before. It's Talk not to really, me, boy. Yeah. No disrespect, Brinsley. <laughs> <laughs> Beast. I'm, I'm paraphrasing Justin. Right. Three singles to make him an absolute global icon. Mm-hmm. This is the best of the three. Girls Aloud are going backwards in the sense that the debut is the best, which is kind of what you expect from the album. Justin is clearly on a track where he's receiving tracks rejected by people. Mm-hmm. So they're being written to be global smash hits. Sound of the Underground wasn't written to be a global smash hit. It was just written because it was to reflect these five girls who've just won this competition. Girls of Light stays on. Easy. That's so weird because actually I know so many people will be like, how have you just chosen Girls Aloud over Rock Your Body? But it is the naughtiest naughty logic. Yeah. Okay. The, the, the blase confidence to go, nah, easy. 
After yeah. that, it's not, uh, yeah, it's not that easy. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to use two drones for that. That's yeah, like, sorry. That's how you know it's not easy. I've had to use no, two, no. two separate drones for sorry. that. Okay, okay, Liam. Girls Allowed on top of Girls Allowed. Oh, dream. Now there's something. Dream. No good advice meets sound of the underground. Is this a pure shores next? <laughs> Here's your drone. I think I like no good advice more as well. I think I prefer it. But, but I don't... But, Okay, I'll use your logic for a second, then I'll revert. It, it didn't create the seismic explosion that the debut did, but it does It does cement them Yes. as people who are going to stick around, people who are going to actually give the Sugar Babes a run for their money. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, all these other girl bands have fallen by the wayside, but Girls Aloud here now will finally have a, a contest worthy enough for them both to have a charity single together where it's versus each other. Even though, like, the Sugar Babes at that point was, like, not the Sugar Babes that we have now, but that's besides the point. <sighs> Fuck. I sort of thought, when, when when I knew this was coming up, or, like, you know, at the start of this series, once would both change to Girls Aloud, I sort of thought that I do like it more and therefore it should be the winner. And, like, maybe it deserves the platform more because it isn't the one everyone goes to straight away. Not that I'm trying to be, like, an edgy hipster, but it could do with a bit of love, and I do love it. And it's been nine weeks. It's been ten weeks. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, ah, whatever happens, Girls Aloud's going to stay on, isn't it? Yeah. So there's no wrong answer, is there really? But it's just kind of like, you know, what... It's the future competition. Yeah, it's the future. This is why I, think, I don't think I can change either, because... I think if I change, it does open up the Wild West again. You know, finally, I should be happy that I've got a track that is a real stare. All it takes is like a fast food rockers to come along and then suddenly it's no good advice is on the bin but but I do like it more but I do like it more I do like it more I do like it more is it a better production down in you <laughs> sound of the underground stays on just from that yeah okay cool fuck yeah disco thought- dancing with the lights down low just changed your mind didn't it thinking of the words yeah Did. yeah yeah okay. Iconic. Oh, right, fine. I didn't. We don't. I don't think we realised until we did this podcast how iconic that line is. In yeah. fact, I might make a T-shirt with it. It's taken on obviously new meaning as well from Sarah. Yes. Uh-huh. I, 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 let's just cherish what a moment that was. So to have those two tracks head to head and be like, you know, for a reality TV girl band to have those two together and kind of really, really hard to separate. Yeah. And hard to separate was Justin Timberlake as well. Like I think it shows he should never. Well, I don't know. Does it say anything about reality TV? Like, should you ever really write it off? Like, no, not at all. No, there's always there's always potential, isn't there? It's just the the execs and stuff that ruin it. But the talent, it's the, the business ruins it. It's the it. business that ruins it. The talent is there, and they were so so talented. Oh, and they've been together quite a lot recently, haven't they? Because they've been like, ch- like they, they all were yeah. at the Pride of Britain recently, and they were all wearing their jammies for Sarah. As yeah, well, they've just released Sound Underground on seven inch vinyl uh, for charity as well. So that they're, 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 they're doing more stuff together. I know yeah. it's kind of through like tragic means but mm-hmm. you know I'd love to think having conversations about you know what can we do yeah to really honour mm. honour Sarah yeah oh I can be exhausted after that I need to lie <laughs> down bloody hell so what's going on on the poll um so Girls Loud yep Rock Your Body yep and Lisa Scully okay I'm good with that oh it's what's harsh on Sean Paul though Sean Paul yeah and Tat yep yeah, I think we're good with that you think I Sean, think, do you know what I think Sean, in life, right. Lisa Scott Lee deserves the, yeah, yeah. the bloody nudge, you know, really. She, like, deserves more credit for what she's done there. Sean Paul doesn't deserve to miss out, though. I feel really bad for Sean Paul. What, we've got, what have we got from him in the future? Is he going to appear in the poll? Oh, Blue Cantrell, breathe. Okay, yeah. there we go. Whereas Lisa oh. Scott Lee doesn't have another chance. 
Yeah. Yeah. Elon. Hello, Elon. I'm talking to you directly now because I'm new listening. Elon Musk, please make Twitter polls five. Five, <laughs> five options. And don't charge us for them. And don't charge us for it, no. <laughs> Thank God we're not verified there. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, if you have anything to say about this week's podcast, have you had a difficult decision like we have? Have you been agonising over your spreadsheet? We'd love to see it. Uh, get in touch on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TNN Pod. Uh, hello at tnnpod.co.uk for your emails and voice notes and that kind of thing as well. But next time, what's coming up? Flying the Wings of Love is sped up by XTM and DJ Chucky. Buster Rhymes is slowed down by Mariah Carey. And S Club hold up a stop sign to the time as a band mm. Mm. speaking of stop sign abs is back as is emma button and if you try to sound cool and hip in 2003 you tell people you loved radiohead there there oh god but will we we'll find out mm.